And then if you take the amino acids, you basically remodel all of the, uh, you know, structural protein in your body and sort of get a brand new set of blood vessels after about a year and reduce stroke and heart attack in the neighborhood of 50%. And that so without that a prescription like pad. Morning pills? I'm sorry, say again. What does that look like in my morning pills? Like, what? I would need a vitamin C pill, I would need a, you know, what do I need in my morning pill? You just simply add 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C from Walgreens. Very inexpensive. Now, if you want to get fancy, you use what's called liposomal vitamin C. It's better absorbed. Uh, and then you take another 2,000 milligrams at dinner. You want to spread the vitamin C around because it is a water-soluble vitamin. And if you took it all at once, it's kind of like eating all of your calories at breakfast time. You're still going to be hungry at 5 o'clock at night. So you want to spread your vitamin C throughout the day a bit. I hope that answers, and thank you for the call. Appreciate thank your you so listening. Much, Dr. Summers. Have a good uh, day, Summer. Take care. Bye. Okay, our first caller. That's yeah, really cool. what do you know? <coughs> I, always, uh, I always like to sort of add the tagline that our theme of the, uh, of the show is, in these troubled times, remember, fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. Right. Fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. Decide to have courage. And the purpose of the show is to empower you the listener with information that is useful and with that uh, I guess I want to plug memory revitalizer uh, which you can get at local stores here in Albuquerque at Sharon Care Pharmacy in Berlin Duran's Central Pharmacy in downtown Albuquerque Sam's Regent Pharmacy um, Best Buy Pharmacy on uh, Wyoming, Manal Pharmacy, which strangely is on Manal Avenue, and Vintage Pharmacy, Evergreen Herbal Market, uh, Moses Country Store, many of the private places around town, not the big box stores, will carry Memory Revitalizer. But you can also get it at uh, Care, Farm, Care Drug in Aztec, Sierra Blanca Pharmacy in Riodoso. Or you can go to MemoryRevitalizer.com or LifeLink.com out in California. Or you can order directly through 800-606-0192. That's 800-606-0192. But let me plug our telephone number here in the studio, which is 505-444-5059. That's 505-444-5059. And we welcome all calls. And I'm very interested in what health issues that you our audience have for me today. But first up, I want to talk about a wonderful article that I ran across just two days ago uh, that actually appeared in a very legitimate uh, medical journal called Metabolites. And it's in this month's Journal of Metabolites, came out January 22nd. So this is hot off the press. And what happened in this study 
is that they prove that Nabisco's Oreo cookies are twice as effective at lowering your LDL cholesterol than the high-intensity statin drugs. I guess I shouldn't hold back on the Oreos, then, should I? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's really funny. I, I pulled the article and read it, and there are a lot of really funny uh, pull quotes in it. It's it's an interesting design. Uh, it was done by a student at Harvard Medical School, a 27-year-old gentleman, who was the one subject of the study. And what they they did was they gave this gentleman a six-week course in rovastatin, which is a cholesterol-lowering drug, very potent one, I might add, or he was to take 12 standard Oreo cookies a day, <laughs> one or the other. And the 12 Oreo cookies beat the statin, hands down. I mean, you didn't even need to run the statistics. I mean, it was just really funny. The Oreo cookies, after 16 days, gave a 71% drop in the LDL cholesterol. And after, uh, what, uh, six weeks of the statin drug, it was only a 30% drop in the LDL cholesterol. So Oreo cookies... Definitely healthier than a statin. So, are you prescribing Oreos, Doc? No, I'm not. No. Uh, they, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny because they go to a great extent to say the purpose of this study is to provoke further research, not to be seen as health advice. And they describe Oreo cookies as, uh, let's see here. Um, Oreo cookies are considered the quintessential uh, bad food. <laughs> and then they go to great machinations to try to explain their results. <coughs> um, they said that, um, let's see, the findings of this manuscript are unmistakably curious, quote, unquote. And then they say that... Uh, you know, the Oreo cookies cause the uh, insulin levels to go up, and the insulin then induces LDL receptor pathway, and that's their explanation. But I went out last night, and I bought three packs of Oreo cookies. First, I was shocked to find out that they're like about seven or eight different varieties of Oreo cookies. Well, yeah, they've got the thin ones now, too. Well, I got the double thick ones. Okay, that's the my extra. favorite. And then there was also a chocolate filled, and they have a strawberry filled, and for St. Patrick's, a mint filled. Right, the holiday Oreos. Yeah. Yes. But uh, the thing that's interesting is if you study the package, you realize that Nabisco put in three different vitamins. They put in B6, B9, folic acid, B12, B2, niacin. And what happens, you know, from a metabolic standpoint, when you put those four vitamins in, those B vitamins, they accentuate the uh, metabolism of cholesterol. That's your explanation, <laughs> is that it's built huh. into the vitamins that Nabisco puts into the Oreo cookies. But they said they, uh, you know, examined the Oreo cookies very carefully, and it's just pure sugar. That's not true. <laughs> there are other components in the Oreo cookie that actually make it work. 
obviously. <laughs> I mean, you just you don't even need the statistics. You look at the raw numbers and you go, that is a p-value, a student t-test p-value of .001, which is as good as it gets. Anyway, um, let's see. Here is another pull quote. Oreo supplementation should not be considered beneficial health intervention. That's a quote from their article. <laughs> Got to throw that disclaimer in there, don't they? <laughs> exactly. And, of course, like... Nabisco all, doesn't want to get sued. And like all good government grants, they toss in, a future trial should consider criteria. <laughs> you know, they always advertise to get more funding for their next study. And when you see that in a study, it's a contaminant. And, and I always say that they should not be allowed to put that in there. <laughs> and it says here again, Oreo cookies are not a health food. <laughs> I mean, the pull quotes from this article are just hilarious. And this poor 27-year-old uh, Harvard medical student that was the subject of this, is, the guy must be embarrassed at this point. <laughs> And they actually ran it through an institutional review board to boot. Well, let me give out the call-in number again. It's 505-444-5059. That's 505-444-5059. And, you know, I'd like to also mention for those of you that are watching us on Rumble and Facebook, I'm also monitoring the chat on both those platforms. So if you want to send us a chat message, I'll relay it to the doctor. And we got another call. Okay, fantastic. All right. Yo, good afternoon. How may we serve you? Hi. Um, Dr. Summer, I went to you late last summer because I was diagnosed with COVID. And uh, I've never had the arm thing. And um, I didn't want to uh, do anything to go to you. I was prescribed at the Clinton facility. I was prescribed something called Paxlo- Paxlovid. But I didn't take it. But anyway, I went to you and you prescribed me the, the right thing. And what I want, I'm, I'm trying to be careful where I feel like you have to be careful. Yeah, this is, um, t- at least to my ear, is a poor connection. Yeah, it is. Can we... Uh, Slow it down, repeat okay. it, or clean it up. You know, can you ask your question again, ma'am? Okay. Um, I, I, uh, I hope you can hear me. Um, I was diagnosed with COVID in late August, and I was given a prescription called... For Paxlovin. Right. I did not take it, and instead I called you, and you prescribed to me the right thing that they would to prevent people from taking. And uh, and then, you know, in a few days I felt much My question is, I'm hearing that from different people that that should be something you, you should continue taking uh, at a lower dose to, to prevent anything else from happening. Is this true? Oh, we're talking ivermectin here? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And uh, Paxlovid is, of course, um, Pfizer's uh, form of what we call Pfizer-mectin. And actually, if you look at the molecule, it is a variant of ivermectin with a fluoride stuck in the middle of the molecule, which makes it unpredictable. And there have been a couple of recent articles out on Paxlovid. If I may, if you'll indulge me a second, let me talk about Paxlovid. 
One of the recent articles shows that Paxlovid does not reduce long COVID, whereas ivermectin does. And once you're talking about preventing clots going forward, uh, the ivermectin does do that. Paxlovid doesn't. But the interesting thing is in the studies, uh, and I mean large studies of Paxlovid, they have found that about 25% of people get what's called a rebound. Uh, 26% actually get rebound symptoms. Joe Biden was one of those people. They put him on Paxlovid and uh, he got better. Then he got worse again. And that's called a rebound uh, COVID and Paxlovid is known to do that. The other thing is, is that about 8% of people put on Paxlovid go on to have long COVID. So it does not prevent long COVID like ivermectin does. I hope that answers your question, ma'am. Well, the other thing is Paxlovid is 600 bucks for a course. Ivermectin, about 20 bucks before the FDA put restrictions on it. Should uh, should anyone like be on this like like long term low dose to prevent future? I usually I usually put my patients on the ivermectin for a course of about two to three months. At that point, you've pretty much gotten rid of the clots and that sort of thing, and uh, the risks go down. Um, but I thank you for your call and bringing up the topic. It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. All right, Doc, we're coming up on the break. Okay. So, uh, everybody, you're listening to uh, the Revitalizer Hour with Dr. William K. Summers, and we will be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere. Well, yeah, but remember, call 505-444-5059. Definitely. to do a podcast but don't have a studio we can produce your show here at freedom speak we can even do commercials and psas your podcast here at freedom speak studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform all you have to do is show up and talk we do the rest for details email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, 
I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Ablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies or from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211.
everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Summers Revitalizer Hour. Dr. Summers, back to you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> gotcha. There we go. Yeah, you've got to wave the banana in front of the camera here because we're currently in a banana republic. Banana republic. There we go. Yes. Yeah, I wanted to uh, start off this section uh, first uh, saying, hey, if you've got some medical questions, give us a call at 505-444-5059. But let's talk about COVID just a bit more since it's come up a couple of times in the show so far. And that was three cardiologists, really world-class cardiologists, including Dr. Peter McCulloch, from Dallas uh, went to Congress to talk about the uh, heart failure soaring among people who've been vaxxed. And Dr. Ryan Cole, uh, Kirk Milmon, and Peter McCulloch uh, went and talked about the numerous complications encountered with people who've received the COVID vaccination. Um, and uh, McCulloch talked about uh, in one autopsy seeing a clot that was two feet long in the autopsy, stuff that you just haven't seen before. It's just really amazing. And uh, their conclusion was injecting people with a genetic code, these, uh, you know, RNA uh vaccines uh, with the lethal spike protein was the most dangerous thing that our government agency has ever put forward in this country. That's their conclusion, and I agree with them. And they pointed to over 3,400 truly peer-reviewed papers supporting their position, as opposed to a very small handful of politically correct papers. I remember when the... Uh, you know, uh, COVID thing first came out, the mask debate, and uh, there was a quick article in The Lancet that was withdrawn. It was so poorly constructed by a bunch of government flacks saying, masks work. No, they don't. They really don't. And the final uh, review on that came out about two months ago, showing that very clearly masks do not stop the spread of COVID. So uh, that's some of the COVID news. And one of the sections of the show, we talk about COVID. And uh, that is uh, really pretty negative stuff. Please stay away from these vaccines. They don't offer much. As a matter of fact, there is some evidence if you get the COVID vaccine, you're more likely to get the COVID disease. What kind of weird vaccine is that that you get to get the disease? You know, Doc, Doc, I know somebody back in my hometown that uh, keeps just just obediently getting one booster after the other. The last time they got a booster, they went temporarily blind. And then they went and got another one. They went and got another one. My God. (laughs) Just, I don't get it. Yeah, and uh, during the break, I was giving you this pull quote of Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, during uh, the height of the vaccine mania. He said, it's as simple as black and white, Dr. Fauci said. You're vaccinated, you're safe. You're unvaccinated, you're at risk. Simple as that. Dr. Anthony Fauci, MSNBC. He was dead wrong. Yes. And I suspect he knew it when he made that statement. 
I mean, that man is a piece of work. And he's now admitting, uh, now that he's retired and thinks he's beyond reach, that this whole thing of social distancing six feet, totally made up. Yeah, where did just they come up with right. that anyway? Just sounded right to can him. I, can I jump in, baby? Please. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure this is actually correct. Social distancing came from a high school student out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it was a project that she was working on. And I can't remember what class it was for. But her dad from Sandia Labs helped her come up with this social distancing and how it would um, ultimately stop the spread of a virus. And I, I've tried to find it again and again, but it was really a, a big kind of news thing for like a month in Albuquerque because it had come from this this girl and her father out of Sandia Labs. Can't find it now. You go look for it. You can't find it anywhere. They won't tell you where social distancing came from. It's 1984 where news is manipulated and erased and added to depending upon what the government thinks is what you're supposed to know. Well, that inconvenient uh, thing where they came up with the six-foot distancing, that got thrown down the memory hole. Mm. Yes. The rabbit hole. Yes. <laughs> You know, one of the things uh, my in the news section of the show is I stumbled across the fact that it took the United States 215 years to accumulate $7 trillion in debt. Joe Biden managed to get another $7 trillion in debt in three years in office. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and we wonder why we have Joe Flation. One of our uh, viewers on Rumble uh, made a comment, says he's a mad scientist, made money. I'll bet he's making money off this stuff. Well, of course he is. Yeah, I, you know, the scarf queen that yeah. was Fauci's assistant, um, she is now the head of a pharmaceutical company. Well, you know, there was a big uh, thing about that a while back in which these gov former government, like CDC officials, FDA officials, they get jobs with big pharma afterwards. So do you think that they're going to say anything that's going to in any way harm these com companies? Harm the future job. It's, it's just follow the money. Yeah, exactly. There is uh, a pharmaceutical industrial complex. <laughs> so, so, Doc, uh, a question that something you and I talked about the other day and actually my mom in Ohio is wanting an answer to this because she has for a very very long time always got the flu the annual flu vaccine and I came across an article by Pfizer in which they're talking about how they're going to start putting the mRNA into the annual flu vaccine what what's your take on that yeah, they're trying to weaponize the annual flu vaccine and make it also an mRNA vaccine and incorporate it with the COVID so you get a two-in-one shot. And again, that's Pfizer's project. But I love the history of the influenza shot. Uh, you know, if you go back into the 90s, here's the way it worked. was They uh, knew that it took minimum six months to a year to come up with enough vaccine for the nation. So they had to have a year's, you know, anticipation. So their theory worked this way. That uh, the flu the flu virus would come out of China. After all, all diseases come out of China, right? 
Sure. Uh, and so they would send a nice junket of scientists from uh, Banty, Georgia, from the CDC over to Hong Kong. And they would wine and dine in Hong Kong. Then they would go over to the new territories, uh, which borders along China. And the farmers there are kind of unique in that they would put the livestock, the pigs and the chickens, out in the yard during the day. And then at night, the farmers would bring the chickens and the pigs into the house. Otherwise, magically, they would disappear. So they would sleep with their animals. And during the daytime, the pigs and the chickens would be out there intermingling with wild birds. And, of course, the viruses that pass between the pigs and the chickens and the Chinese farmers would then get to these wild birds who would fly to Australia with it. They would then mingle with the birds that would fly to South America, who would then intermingle with the migratory birds who would fly to America and bring the annual flu to America that way. That was their theory. And so as a consequence, they would send these guys over there to have a good time partying in Hong Kong to go collect some chicken poop duck poop and pig poop in the new territories, bring it back to, you know, to uh, Banty, Georgia, and then they would select which to make the vaccine to. And uh, they just, they never got it right. Somehow or another, it didn't happen that way. As a matter of fact, what would happen is some Chinese guy with the new influenza would get on a plane in Hong Kong and land in L.A., and that's how the flu got here. It didn't come by way of their theory. But, uh, you know, if they actually admitted to that, they wouldn't have the six months to make next year's batch. <coughs> And I remember, I mean, I'm kind of laughing about this, but in 2004, they they hit the top of the, you know, it was just, it was the, you know, champagne cork popping success in that they got it so right that if you got the, if you got the flu vaccine, uh, you had a one in four chance of getting the flu. But if you didn't get the vaccine, you had a one in three chance. And you can see the difference there, right? Well, if you've got 10,000 or 100,000 people, uh, it's highly statistical significant. But to me, the difference between one in three and one in four and they had no evidence that the flu that you got, if you got the vaccine, was any less malignant than if you hadn't gotten the vaccine. That was their banner year, 2004, the best they ever did. See, I've personally never got a flu vaccine. I Neither think did that, I. Yeah. I, I didn't know. It wasn't like anything I did intentionally. I just, I just didn't need them. Yeah. You have a fear of needles, huh? I don't like those either. I don't know if it's so much that, but I got really cynical about the industrial or the the pharmaceutical industrial complex probably like twenty years ago, and I did find uh, an article from Town Hall on. Laura Glass from Albuquerque, New Mexico, who was participating in the Intel International Science and Engineering Fair in 2006. And um, so if you guys want to look that up, maybe you can find a little bit more on the social distancing that was this girl's project for the science fair. 
Amazing. That's what the, that's what I was told, and they made a big deal out of it in Albuquerque for like a month. You know, all the local stations and everything made a big deal that this was the girl that you know created social distancing. So that's kind of like Greta Thunberg being an expert on climate change. Oh yeah, exactly. absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I want to, you know, let me give out the call-in number again. It's 505-444-5059. That's 505-444-5059. But let me talk about another article here that I found fascinating, and it was out of Epoch Times, uh, December uh, 20th of last year. And I think it's a very significant article. And it talks about a speech that Dr. Doc, Paul- you want to hold that thought? we oh, got another sure. call. Oh, there absolutely. Okay. Caller, yeah. go ahead. You're on with Dr. Summers. Good afternoon. How may we serve you? Good afternoon, Dr. Summers. I have a question for you. Please. I had, I broke my arm. It's been almost a year. But in the meantime, I have developed two bumps kind of by my elbow and I don't know if they are I, I wouldn't even know what to call them but they are very very painful they're not where the break was but there's like two bumps they look like two little peas under my skin uh, right before my elbow and they're very painful tell me a little bit more about yourself how old are you I am 60 years old. And how did you break this arm? Shoveling snow? No, I fell and whacked my arm and broke my arm. Oh. I fell really hard. Yeah, I always like to uh, quote the uh, American Geriatric Society had a, really almost two years of articles about falls. And they finally came to the conclusion that if you're 60 and you haven't fallen and end up in an urgent care once a year, you're not contributing. You're not helping out. So uh, congratulations on helping their statistics. <laughs> now, this it, fracture, did you, really... did, did you, how did you, did you immobilize it or go to the urgent care? What did you do for I it? I went to the urgent care. They immobilized it. And then I ended up going to the emergency um, room at UNM. And okay. they put it in the cast. And they put my arm in the cast, and then they took it off, and then silly me, tried to pick up a box at work right after they took my cast off, and it hurt. So they said I didn't re-break it, but it just wasn't, I mean, they told me it was 50% healed when they took my cast off, and then I picked up this box, and, and I know I re-injured it because I know the pain. But it doesn't hurt where the break is. I just have these two bumps. And the bumps are superficial in the skin. In the skin. Yeah, they're under the skin, and it looks like I have two peas right above my elbow. And I have quite a bit of pain in that area, so I don't... I now, don't know if it's bumps I'm, I'm presuming or, I'm presuming after you picked up the box, they took some x-rays, right? Uh, yes, I did. I did. And okay. they told me there was no more damage. And that, that and was from a standard bumps, 
a standard X-ray, an MRI, a CT? Uh, How did they determine that? Standard X-ray at UNM Urgent Care after I got my cast off. Okay. And they said there was no more damage. Okay. And then um, it's been almost a year later that I have developed these lumps right above my elbow. Like I said, it looks, it's kind of like two frozen peas under my skin. Hmm. And it doesn't really hurt so much where I broke my arm, but those bumps by my elbow are very uncomfortable. And sometimes it goes away, and sometimes it hurts really bad. So I don't know if it's if I'm developing bone spurs or, you know. Well, first off, it's hard medical. for me to literally see it over the radio. Um, right? It's hard for me to see these bumps over the radio. Uh, but uh, let me ask you another question. In the healing process, were you careful to add, say, 10,000 international units of vitamin D for a month or so to help the healing? Yes. Good. As instructed by my physician. Okay. And so, did you use 5,000, 10,000? How much vitamin D did you use? Um, you're going to make me go upstairs and look at my bottle. Um, I want to say it was 5,000. Okay, well, that's a start. Um, All right, so that should help a bit. The bumps are kind of interesting. I would literally have to see them to be of much value to you. But what do you do about it? Do you try any lidocaine cream or uh, gold bond or anything like that on them to see if it affects it? On occasion, I will use Falampa pads. I I have tried some other cream and and some does it does it affect Tiger it? Balm. I, well, for me, with my experience with pain in my life, um, if you use a Salampa or use some Tiger Balm or I don't know, icy hot, whatever, it gives you a different sensation than pain. So that's kind of my go-to, but. I mean, sometimes, and it's it could be the weather, it could be my age, it could be the moisture in the air. I don't know. Sometimes it hurts worse than other times. And I know sometimes my work and scrolling with my mouth and that type of stuff, um, repetitive motion, I think, affects it. Okay, I'm going to ask that you give uh, Margaret, my office manager, a call on Monday at 505-878-0192 and drop by the office. I'd like to see these bumps. Maybe I could be of more value to you. And you know what? I would appreciate that. Okay, fantastic. Thank Thank you you so much for the call, and thank you for listening. And thank you for your time. All righty. So where were we before I so rudely interrupted? I myself? lost track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got another caller. Very you're, good. You're popular today, Doc. Yeah. Caller, you're on with Doctor Summers. Yeah. Good afternoon. How may we serve you? Well, I just uh, wanted to throw in a um, a thing on the flu vaccine. Um, uh, I was in the military every 23 years. I had to get the flu vaccine every year, and. Uh, got the flu every year and I retired in 2000 haven't had the flu vaccine since and I've only had the flu once 
That was when I spent the day with someone who had it the next day. So, yeah, But uh, the other thing that's helped was that vitamin C <laughs> regimen that you just uh, talked about. Uh, right, the polling protocol. And my brother avoided. I'm sorry, say again. That helped me and my brother avoid colds and flu. So I just thought. Uh, yeah, you do get yeah, a twofer. Great. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, your experience is something that, that I've heard many, many times of people who get the annual flu shot and get the flu, stop getting the flu shot, stop getting the flu. So I guess it's kind of like COVID. You have to get the vaccine to get the disease. <laughs> well, and, and the, a lot of the logic, a lot of the people that keep getting the boosters are, is when they keep catching the rona over and over again their logic is well if i hadn't got the booster then it would have been much more severe they've completely bought into the narrative yeah i'm afraid so well i'm i'm, I'm also the guy that you gave um uh, hydroxychloroquine to because i i uh my wife picked up uh, covid at a teller party and um I, I, and i proved that if you sleep with a person with covid you're going to get covid but uh, you gave me um, you gave me hydroxychloroquine, and I've got some other conditions. But it was like a mild, it was like a mild cold, and that was back in twenty twenty. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, it works, again, doesn't it? I really appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, and especially thank you for calling and stimulating our thought process with your experiences. That's right. And that's what this show is all about. 505-444-5059. We've only got a couple minutes left, Doc. Wow, isn't that cool? I know. Time's flying. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to talk about, uh, if we've got a minute here, an article that appeared in the APUC Times uh, back on December 20th. And it's uh, Dr. Paul Merrick. Um, talks about the biggest hoax called United States medicine. And what he did was he compared the United States versus most major countries and found out we spend, once a person gets into the system, we spend $8,000 per head, and we only live to age 78. The Japanese spend 2000 per head, and they lived to 82. And I want to point out that uh, before Obamacare, we were living to just about 79, almost 80. We've dropped almost two years in life expectancy since Obamacare. But, uh, you know, the analysis that was uh, in this article in the Epic Times was that uh, the, the American healthcare system is broken. And that uh, his advice is don't get sick. But if you do get sick, don't go to the hospital because they're going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. Merrick recommends eat right, sleep right, get some sunshine, lower your stress, take care of yourself. That's the best inoculation. Stay away from the American healthcare system because it's designed to kill you. Uh, and he points out that the United States only makes up 5% of the world's population, but we consume 55% of the pharmaceuticals of the world. Isn't that weird? 
Imagine that. Yeah, they, we're getting all those flu vaccines. Better living through chemistry. Yeah. And he also pointed out <laughs> that lowering your cholesterol does not prevent heart disease. It's a myth. It's a hoax, he says. What statins do do is in, increase your risk of diabetes, increase your risk of Alzheimer's, and yet they're the most commonly prescribed drugs in this country, is the statins, the lipid-lowering drugs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We're there. We are there. Thank you, Doc. Okay, it's been a great well, show. Okay, good. Let's keep doing it. Our first day live on KXKS. Hey, you guys, in the next hour, it's uh, going to be me hosting uh, Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. I got a couple of great guests in the uh, studio with me today. And, uh, Doc, thanks a lot. And we'll be back uh, with the Doc again next week at 1, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Absolutely. We're going to spread the news that fear is a reaction, courage is a decision. Have the courage to take your health care into your own hands. And it requires a little to go against the narrative of the government. But the government results are not all that great, frankly. Okay, we'll see you next week on the radio, guys.